Rebag is a luxury resale marketplace. They have a curated collection of investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry. Each piece is carefully vetted and verified by experts. You can buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Hermes, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 10% off your first purchase with code REBAG10. That's Rebag.com to get 10% off your first purchase with code REBAG10. Betches Media presents... It's one person coming in from China. It's going to disappear. One day it's like a miracle. It will. We're going to all be great. We're going to be so good. This is a pandemic. The Betches Sup Podcast. No, I don't take responsibility at all. Hello and welcome to the Sup's Daily CoronaCast. I'm Elise Morales. I'm Brian Russell-Smith. And the CoronaCast is your daily rundown of all the latest news on COVID-19, how we're getting through it, and just how close we are to ending this crisis. Let's get into it. Hi, Brian. hey How are you? <laughs> I'm good. Um, <laughs> you know what I'm excited for this week, Brian? What? Um, you and I have an Instagram Live hangout date coming up yeah it's gonna be a lot of fun we're gonna play charades right Mm -hmm. we are Mm -hmm. brian and i are gonna be going live together on our instagrams at 8 p.m on saturday we're gonna play some games Mm -hmm. we're we're tossing around charades we're tossing around pictionary yeah whatever i don't know whatever is fun that is visual and that you know how ha, ha, like can have some audience participation exactly. you know exactly you know the thing any- is the world has moved to instagram live it's happening it's true. we can mm-hmm. resist that move or we can embrace mm-hmm. that move <laughs> exactly well and the other thing is the only time elise and i get to like really chat and hang out now is when we're doing this podcast and it is depressing i know so, <laughs> so it'll be nice <laughs> to talk and not just like about the news and yes. it'll be it'll be fun it'll like, be fun we can it'll actually be... talk about other stuff because i don't know if you guys realize this but brian and i also have other interests <laughs> we, we have a whole Corona rich life virus. of other things that we think about and talk about <laughs> <laughs> it's true it's true harry potter is one thing for harry example. potter is one thing and Speaking of Instagram Live, I will say that one of the things that has been helping me through this entire thing is that I've been reading Harry Potter on Instagram Live. Uh, Mm -hmm. We just finished chapter four last night, and it's like the only joy that I have found. (laughs) How exciting. Yeah. How's your voice after doing that? Are you tired? Honestly, it's really really crazy. Um, My throat gets like really dry while I'm doing it. I usually will have like a beer with me which i keep it kid friendly so i say that it's my butter beer which i say like (laughs) kid friendly for this is like anything that happens in harry potter i'm allowed to do so like i can have a beer because children drink beer yeah they do and you can say damn because harry potter they say damn oh wow they also say bitch twice they do and marge says it but she's like use it as the as the way to refer to a dog and then molly weasley says not my daughter you bitch when she kills bellatrix lestrange that was awesome that was awesome so those Mm -hmm. words are acceptable because harry potter says them. yeah i'm listening to the audiobooks i'm on i'm on in the chamber of secrets here they are just arrived to lockhart's office where he's trying to leave instead of like they're like lockhart go after the 
the the the snake or whatever and he's like oh yeah i will and then he's trying to run away i just i just got oh yeah and he gets confounded ends up in saint mungo's hospital and that's just information i keep in my brain at all times (laughs) yes okay cool let's get into the headlines yeah all right enough from the daily prophet on to the new york (laughs) times um as of this recording, more than 30,000 Americans have now died from COVID-19. There were 4,811 deaths reported on Wednesday alone. Another 5.2 million people also filed for unemployment this week, which brings the total number, number of jobless claims in the past month to 22 million, which yeah, is wow. crazy. Crazy. Yeah. And I... You know, to be honest, I still know people who are unable to apply for their unemployment because they cannot get through to the unemployment office here in New York because of how inundated with calls it is. So mm-hmm. people are saying it's really weird because this number is being touted as like semi good because it's down from last the last two weeks where we had 6.2 million new claims both weeks. So it dropped by 1 million. And people are like, oh, okay, it's dropping. And I'm just like, and they're like, it's, this is probably the plateau. And I'm like, I don't know if that's true because, I mean, obviously it's anecdotal evidence, but I feel like it's going to drop and then come back up once the people who've been trying to get on the phone with unemployment get on the yeah. phone with them. I also think like some companies like they're like, okay, well, we can last this amount of time. Yeah. To still pay our employees. Like there is only a finite amount of money that certain companies are able to make and eventually that will run out. So it's I don't see how that would get better. And there was probably a lot of companies had a first wave of layoffs and then kept, you know, from a certain strata like management up maybe are still on the payroll. But as this continues, they might have to be like, Okay, actually now the managers do go and now the district managers go and now like we're actually firing everyone except the CEO. Like it, it's until we fix the issue, companies are going to keep having to fire people. Yeah, totally. So this comes just as another piece of huge news came out today. This was the same day as the government's small business loan program is expected to run out of money and Congress can't agree on the next round of funding so like that just goes back to what you and i were saying like more businesses are going to keep if if this small business loan program goes out of business and then these small businesses can't get their loans and then they go out of business that's more people who work for those small businesses who now are unemployed so yeah it's just really crazy to see the ripple effects of like every single thing um meanwhile trump delayed the stimulus check so that he could put his name on them. That is just so utterly ridiculous. I do feel like that is his particular brand of evil genius to even think of that. Like that is his, if he's good at anything, it's being a narcissist who like truly can't, who truly sees every single possible way to advance his own brand and his own self. Mm -hmm. And like he of course Donald Trump isn't going to let those checks go out without a big, his stupid signature on them in gold leaf yeah. or whatever. <laughs> and it's like, it's, the, it's basically what he's been doing forever. It's like, he can't really offer anything except putting his name on something because yes. he feel like it gives it value. 
like so like with all those casinos and hotels and whatnot and now it's it's interesting that it's it's sort of turning out to be like an opposite ish situation because um you know there was that one trump hotel in toronto i believe mm-hmm. or it was either toronto or chicago where they had to take down the trump name because it was losing business yeah so it's it, it's that's just going to keep happening and happening but his, and his uh his hotel in dc does gangbusters so interesting to think about that um, i wonder why okay i know and he he said that this whole i mean obviously this whole he pretends like he doesn't know how his name ended up on the checks which is what he does about everything but like this whole move, people are like, "Oh, everyone's gonna remember who sent them their twelve hundred dollar check." And it's like, okay, well, number one, a lot of people like myself are getting direct deposit, and that doesn't mm-hmm. say Donald J. Trump's name at all, which mm-hmm. is lovely. Number two, that kind of backfires if you know once the twelve hundred dollars runs out and they're still screwed, and they're like, "Okay, thanks for the twelve hundred dollars." It also backfires when the check doesn't come in the mail and they're logging into the IRS website every second trying to get mm-hmm. it resent and it's all a mess. And then five months after you needed it, you get this check for not enough money that says Donald Trump's name on it. It's like, okay. And he's trying to defund, you know, like the postal service. I know. Who's going to deliver the checks? Who's going to deliver the fucking checks? <laughs> How are we going to get the checks? <laughs> and like this idiot, Steve Mnuchin's like, oh, Americans can live off of $1,200 for 10 weeks. What? In what world? Where? What world? Where? Where? Because I'm moving there. Show me. I know. know. Show me. Um, AOC had a great tweet. It was like a Lucille Bluth quote, and she was like, um, how much could it cost to rent? $10? Yeah, that's... I I said... I felt... I've been thinking about that quote a lot because when we saw that whole like council to reopen America, it re- it just I it had the Lucille Bluth. Uh, it's it's a banana, Michael. What could it cost? Ten dollars. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's such a perfect quote. Um, so another thing going on right now is that Trump is expected to announce new federal guidelines for reopening the country today. That's he's announcing the guidelines today. He's not reopening the country today. So business leaders and state officials have already signaled that there is no way anybody feels comfortable going back to work or reopening the country or trying to assume normalcy at all until our testing capabilities are up to speed. The White House says that it's tested a total of 3.3 million people, but public health experts said we need to do that. We need to test 3.3 million people per week (laughs) to move forward. So little bit more than what we're doing now. Mm-hmm. Uh, on that front, the FDA has authorized two more antibody tests. And, like, that's good. But now it's like we have to get those to doctors and hospitals and all of this stuff. So it's just, once again, like, the inefficiency of our system, like, it creates such a backlog. Like, yeah, we have the test, but we're not getting them out to people. Yeah, we can get these new antibody tests made, but how are we going to get them to the hospitals? Like, it's yeah. just, I mean, a true clusterfuck every yeah. day. So he's generally speaking about reopening the economy without actually offering a plan to do so. Uh, many states and localities are saying they're starting to get the tests that they need, but there are serious shortages in supplies needed to do those tests. Like 
chemical reagents, swabs, and pipettes. Like they like, did you see that that graphic where they like show how deep they have to go in with the pipette? That graphic, I think about it every second. That I know they have to shove that shit so far into your fucking nose. I know this is like totally like kind of unrelated, but also related. It reminded me of. Like when they like they don't you don't have to do this for men anymore when you get STD tests. I guess it's like this is women have to deal with this all the time when they go to the gynecologist. So this might be like ignorant me to say, but they would have to stick the pipette in your pee hole. Ooh, they used to I have mean, to do listen, that. As a woman who deals with obviously my share, that's still gonna get an ooh for me. Damn. But thankfully, thankfully, I don't think that I haven't that, that I haven't had to have to do that in a very long time. <laughs> it's more just like it's like pee in a cup now. Thank God. Um, technology anyways yeah, it does not <laughs> the test in its current form does not seem pleasant and that image of how far back it has to go literally has the vibes of like when you go to a ripley's believe it or not and they're like this was the way that they cured a toothache in 1500 yeah. and there's like a horrible rusty tool and you're just like oh my god <laughs> i know it reminds me of like how they like had to like you know i always had that image of like when they would mummify people, the mm-hmm. Egyptians, oh, and they would yes. like take the brains out through your nose. And I was like, what? It's connected? Okay, here's here's a completely unrelated question that's unrelated to anything, but it's important just for our readers, er, our readers, our listeners to know about you. Were you, as a child, an ancient Greece kid or an ancient mm-hmm. Egypt kid? I was an ancient Egypt kid. For I sure. was an ancient Greece kid. Interesting. Interesting. <laughs> Interesting. You can only I, you can only be one. <laughs> I I was obsessed with the cartoon version of uh, Moses. Was it called Moses? That was really good. Yeah. What is it? What is that movie called? Is it called Moses? Prince. The Prince of the Prince the, of no. the Desert. The Maybe? Desert Prince. Something. 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 I know exactly what you're talking about. And that was uh, good. Yeah, it was great. Uh, I loved so, all the gods and goddesses. I was just so mm-hmm. about that. If Percy Jackson had come out when I was younger, it might have it might have stolen me from Harry Potter, to be honest. Oh wow! I haven't I haven't I haven't done the dive into Percy Jackson. I read um, one of the books once because I worked in an after school program. It's cute. Yeah, it's I could see myself. Maybe that'll be my next thing. So there's a huge demand for all of these. Um, and especially with the with most countries battling outbreaks, labs in many areas are ready to process tests, but are not receiving them. Probably be- because hospitals and doctors can't get the supplies they need to conduct the tests on patients. And yesterday, California Governor Gavin Newsom suggested life won't go anywhere back to normal until next year and to expect to have to wear masks and keep restaurants at 50% capacity for the duration of 2020 and not totally back to normal until we have a vaccine, which honestly, I guess makes sense. Like, how are we supposed to reopen the economy? Like, okay, say he, even if he does want to reopen the economy on May 1st and he doesn't, whatever that means. I, as an individual will not feel comfortable going to those places to spend money. Exactly. And that's what a lot of like experts have been pointing out is like to these people who are like, we got to reopen America. It's like you, you can't. That's not mm-hmm. a real thing that you can actually do because if people do not feel safe to go out and to buy things and to go to work, they are not going to go out and they're not going to buy things and they're not going to go to work. So it doesn't matter if the bar is open. Mm-hmm. Like it I matters know. if the bar is doing business. Like it's, exactly. No, and no one's, I know it's, 
personally, and I think a lot of people feel this way, it's going to be really tough to feel safe going out until there is a vaccine or a very easily administered, like, cure, some kind of other thing. I'm not Mm -hmm. a doctor, clearly. (laughs) (laughs) But until there's a medical solution to what is happening, people are not going to feel safe going outside. No, I mean, I, I will wear a mask as long as, like, I, like, I feel, you know, forever, basically, yeah. until there is a vaccine, I feel I like. I think Cuomo's so. saying now, I think he's finally mandating that New Yorkers, you have to have a mask to go outside. Yeah, I was reading that today, yeah. So, I mean, I've been wearing a mask outside, because I'm a good girl, mm-hmm. but I've seen other people. Same, and I'm judging you. Gone. I'm judging them from afar. I'm judging from six mm-hmm. feet away. You can still see me judging. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, American Fever Dream listeners. I'm here to tell you that there is no reason to panic the next time you are searching for the perfect gift. Now you can use Gift Mode on Etsy. Gift Mode on Etsy is here to take the stress out of gifting so you can find the perfect item for anyone on any occasion. Now it's easier to find gifts made by independent sellers for all of the people in your life, like the pickleballers, I know plenty of those, the jazz fan, the artist, the pasta lover, whatever niche interest they have, you can find an incredible gift on Etsy. From 90s nostalgia and mixology to reality TV and gaming, there is something for everyone. There is so much pressure around gifting. I usually have a hard time thinking of gift ideas specifically for my dad, but my dad loves flying. He loves airplanes. He loves aviation, and he never gets sick of a cute little gift that has a reference to that. And the inventory for that on Etsy is incredible. I hope my dad lives for 200 years because I can get him a birthday present related to aviation or planes from Etsy for every single one of them, if not Hundreds and hundreds of years more. There really is that much. A gifting moment is always around the corner, but whether it's a birthday, an anniversary, a holiday, or even just a day to say thank you, Gift Mode on Etsy has you covered. Need to find the perfect gift? Don't panic. Try Gift Mode on Etsy now. Hey there, overwhelmed foodies. Are you drowning in a sea of meal kit options, feeling like you're in a bad dating game where every contestant looks the same, with the same fish picture? Fear not, because amidst the chaos, there's one shining star worth your culinary affection. Home Chef is not just another fish in the meal kit sea. They're the gourmet catch that you've been dreaming of. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef design recipes, conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify your cooking experience. Whether you prefer classic meal kits with pre-portioned ingredients and easy instructions, speedy recipes ready in less than 30 minutes, oven-ready kits with pre-chopped ingredients, or quick microwave meals that assemble in minutes, Home Chef has you and the entire family covered for delicious meals without the hassle. Home Chef has over 30 options a week, and they serve a variety of dietary needs, so you don't have to worry about what to make ahead of time. Not only is it convenient, but it is economical, too. Home Chef customers save an average of $86 per month on groceries. So for a limited time, Home Chef is offering our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash feverdream. That's homechef.com slash feverdream for 18 free meals and free dessert for life homechef.com slash feverdream. You must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. Speaking of idiots going outside. Oh my God. We have to talk about this, even though I'm going to get so pissed off. Okay. Yesterday, thousands of protesters descended on the Michigan state Capitol to protest Gretchen Whitmer's stay at home order. Um, 
It's one of the country's most restrictive orders because Gretchen Whitmer has, what, a good head on her shoulders. She knows what's going on. She's not an idiot. Uh, It bars Michigan residents from traveling to their vacation homes in the state and makes stores block off non-essential items. So, like, you can't just, you can't go to Walmart just because and start perusing the home goods section. Like, you've got to go get your food your hand sanitizer and get out. It's interesting. I didn't realize that thing about vacation homes, which is really interesting to think about in context of New York and how many people like left the city to go upstate. Brian, of course, is in Fire Island, which is actually still yeah. part of the, the it's it's actually good that he's there. So yes. <laughs> I've he been left here, really early. I've been here for like six weeks. No, you left really <laughs> early. You left really early and went to Fire Island and that shit is different. It matters yeah. when you left. But there's yeah. still people leaving New York City to go upstate, and it's mm-hmm. like, girl, we can't I know. be doing that. I know. Um, so, okay, <laughs> first, let's just quickly play a clip of one protester's take on the executive order. It's time for our state to be opened up. We're tired of not being able to buy the things that we need, go to the hairdressers, get our hair done. It's time to open up. Okay. I mean, I literally have so much to say about that. Number one, yeah, I wish I could go to the fucking hair salon too, mm-hmm. okay? I had a hair appointment that was scheduled mm-hmm. that had to be canceled because shit went down. I'm yeah. sad. My hair's longer than I want it to be. It's annoying. Same. I Same. Need to Look re- at, if you guys could see us right now, you would be like, damn, you guys need to get your hair done. <laughs> I need to, yeah. We're suffering. We're suffering. Yes. But, but we are all suffering. Yeah, exactly. Everyone's hair looks bad, lady. You're fine. <laughs> <laughs> Number two, it doesn't, it's not about who's sick. There are asymptomatic carriers. A person who's not sick and goes to work can still spread coronavirus mm-hmm. because they are positive. So it's just like, I mean, we know. It's like I'm going to rant and rave, but we know this. So Yeah. Well, there's this picture in the outline that we're looking at, and it's all these people very close together, I might add, standing on the steps, you know, and some of them are wearing masks. Like, if you are so adamant of going back to work and resuming normal life, take those fucking masks off. Like, the irony and the hypocrisy is ridiculous. And then there's the ones that aren't wearing masks, and it's like, Let's see how that works out for you. Like, I yeah. hope every, I hope all of them recover if they get coronavirus. I don't want anybody, I mm. don't wish coronavirus death on anybody, but like, you're not this Dr. Shit Oz. Is serious. Mm-hmm. And like, there are going to be consequences to gathering in a large group with no masks. Totally. Like, someone from that protest will get coronavirus because they went to it. So the protesters themselves, they're called Operation Gridlock. They're organized by the Michigan Conservative Coalition and the Michigan Freedom Fund, which is a group tied to the DeVos family. Betsy DeVos, someone who's probably in a fucking mansion on top of a mountain that we don't know about because only rich people know about the mountain. And it's a (laughs) mountain for rich people. And it's on an island. Yeah, it's a mountain on an island that only rich people know about, <laughs> and you have to take Jeffrey Epstein's plane to get there. So, exactly. Like, it won't, or else, like, you can't get in. So, anyway, 
The organizers said that this was supposed to be a drive-through protest with people staying in their car, which is, again, just goes to the hypocrisy of like, okay, so you get that we're actually not, it's dangerous to go outside. You know that it's dangerous to go outside. You just want to come against the Democratic governor and have some shit to say about the Democratic governor. So anyway, that's what these organizers said. But of course, thousands of people ended up on the Capitol steps. They were waving Trump flags. Some had Confederate flags, which is cute. Like you're in Michigan, you're not even part of the Confederacy. So if this is about Mm -hmm. history, what's that about? Uh, (laughs) I know we just need to stop this narrative that the Confederacy is about like heritage pride. It's not. It's like because that's not their fucking heritage. Yeah, like okay, it's, you're it's, in Michigan. It's racism. Actually. It's you're racism. in Michigan. Like, let's stop. What's going? Like, what? <laughs> Whatever. So, anyway, they're waving Confederate flags. They're chanting "Open up Michigan." They also chanted "Lock her up," which is an interesting. So now you want to you want to be outside, but Re- Gretchen Whitmer has to stay inside. Stay at home, <laughs> Gretchen Whitmer. She is staying at home because she knows what's going on. Um, oh, also, it is in our outline that Michigan did, um, it was a union state, actually, fought uh, on the side of the union. I was wondering, I was like, maybe Michigan wasn't a thing yet. I get the dates fuzzy. No, Michigan was a thing, and it fought on the side of the union. So that's some interesting history there. Um, as part of this protest, cars blocked the streets, some of which blocked the way to a hospital. Uh, cool. Also blocking the streets from ambulances who need to get by. Uh, Mm -hmm. so... Right now, Michigan has more than 28,000 confirmed cases of coronavirus. That's the third most in the nation. Uh, when asked about the protests, Governor Whitmer said, the sad irony here is that the protest was that they don't like being, being in the stay-at-home order. And they may have just created the need to lengthen it, which is something we're trying to avoid at all costs. Mm-hmm. There have been similar but smaller protests in North Carolina and Ohio. Yeah. I don't know. Um- it reminds me, so, like, they, Trump was saying how we need to open the economy by May 1st, or get things back to normal, and then I was reading that people were saying that if that happens, we're going to have another spike in July and August, and I'm like, okay, I want to be out of my fucking, I want to be out, I want to be going places in July and August, and yeah. if we open it up too early... We're going to be stuck inside longer, you idiots. Opening it up too early, we're just going to keep prolonging it. And listen, it sucks. It's tough. I want to I want to be out of my house so bad. I want to go enjoy, mm-hmm. like, every day that it's a nice day outside and I can't, like, enjoy spring in New York is so sad. It's, like, my favorite time in this city. It fucking sucks. But if we open up too early, this is what's going to happen. And, you know... I, again, I don't wish ill on anybody, but these people are stone cold morons. Like, yeah. <laughs> they're fucking dumb as shit. Like, how dumb can you get? Really? Um, okay. So before we go, I'm going to quickly go through some election updates. Yes. It's been a pretty big week for the 2020 election. It really um, has. Yeah. So Biden has scored some big, big endorsements in the past week. Uh, Bernie Sanders, Barack Obama. Heard of it? Um, have you heard of him? And Elizabeth Warren. Mm-hmm. Um, really great to see, like, I know that we, it was a big, it was a big thing to get to a nominee quickly. Not quickly, but like, you know, once we have a nominee, then we can have Barack Obama and Michelle Obama campaigning for whoever that nominee is. And they are so extremely popular with everyone in the country. So, now that Barack, o- Barack Obama has been unleashed, he has been let free. Yeah, you know what I'll say? 
I'm happy to be out of the primary. Like mm -hmm. the primary, the way it got decided wasn't necessarily how I wanted to go, but so. I hate I hate fighting with my own friends. I know. <laughs> I hate fighting with all the people who agree with me. And I just <laughs> and I just want us all to like I just wanted it to be like, yeah, Obama's on TV. He's got balloons. Like, yeah. like that's what the general election is like. I'm I'm and I'm ready to get ex I'm ready to get excited to, for Trump yeah. to no longer be president. And you know I'm what I mean? To be mad like at just Trump. I'm done having to be mad uh -huh. at the supporters of this person who agree with me on 99.9% .9 of everything. Exactly. I'm, I'm tired of being mad at this candidate who I actually love because they did such and such thing. I know. I'm done. I'm done. I'm, yeah. I'm ready to just vote for vote blue. I'm ready. Exactly. I'm here. <laughs> I'm going to do so, it. So apparently Obama had been having some long conversations with Bernie in recent weeks mm -hmm. that resulted him in deciding to leave the race. Um, Elizabeth Warren offered her endorsement yesterday, and then she appeared on Rachel Maddow, who asked her if she would accept the VP nomination if offered. And we actually have that clip as well. We are all in this now, and we have seen the importance of having a leader that we can count on in a crisis. It's not Donald Trump. It is Joe Biden. If he asked you to be his running mate, would you say yes? Yes. I am so happy you just gave me a concise answer to that. Just a quick yes. Yeah. I love that. Like, thank you. Just yes. She's one of the few uh, people that just, like, doesn't really beat around the bush. Yeah, she's it. very direct. I love that mm -hmm. about her. I mean, um, hey, listen. Wouldn't hate it. Wouldn't hate it. wouldn't hate it. All Not the things that are being floated around, I'm like, Great. Yeah. Stacey Abrams also signaled her interest this week. She said she would be an excellent running mate, adding, I have the capacity to attract voters by motivating typically ignored communities. Um, I like her. I do wish she would have more, like, she has never been elected to office anywhere yeah. or held elected office. So that I would makes really me love for her to run in Georgia again. That and I wonder if, because she kind of, it kind of took her a while. Like, she said she didn't want to do it, and now she did. So I wonder if that's hurt her chances if, if it's kind yeah. of made her less part of the conversation going forward because mm -hmm. she had kind of been vague about if she would even want to do the job not sad i mean love stacy abrams love stacy abrams yeah. confidence of being yeah. like yeah i can do it and i would be mm -hmm. a great choice and uh. i do think it's interesting georgia is trending purple-ish like mm -hmm. in a national election you know, Stacey Abrams would be have been elected in Georgia if fuckery hadn't gone down. So maybe a Stacey Abrams pick puts Georgia in play for Joe Biden. Yeah, you never really know. And there's a lot of states in that area are that are trending purple. Yeah. Um, like Texas, North Carolina. Um, so, I mean, I assume they're all generally in the same area. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, geography and the is key not to Joe Biden's success so far has been his, like, his strength in the black community so mm -hmm. i feel like picking a running mate that is number one kind of an acknowledgement of that community and being like you guys helped me get to where i am i actually am going to make my running mate someone who understands your issues and like helps to advance 
your yeah. <laughs> your people in general like yeah um we've also heard kamala harris's name a lot again um, same thing yeah gretchen whitmer that we were just talking about the governor of michigan um i the election is just over six months away however i did some looking uh today and when other candidates chose the running mates like back to reagan and it wasn't until july or august so we may have some time yeah. but we are also in a very unprecedented time where time i keep saying time a lot i don't mean to but time is a flat circle yeah and i don't know what's happening any day yeah, anymore like, I mean, number one obviously joe biden's biggest issue right now is like how he makes news in this insane cycle and like how he can combat Trump's enormous, I mean, Trump gets to do a propaganda rally every day. Yeah. So like, how does, how does Biden combat that? He's got to make news, picking a vice president. That'll make news, obviously. And then an added bonus is that now he has that person who can also go out and be doing interviews and doing stuff. And so they can like, come at the campaign from both angles it's not just Mm -hmm. him totally yeah so (sighs) we might see him pick one earlier but yeah i think that brings us to the end yeah for today Um, Um, yeah so make sure you guys check out our um our live stream fun hang sesh on saturday saturday at eight on Instagram, mm-hmm. I'm if you're not following me, I'm at Pandalise. That's P-A-N-D-A-L-I-S-E. Mm-hmm. And I'm at Brian Russell Smith. Um, Brian with a Y. That's pretty. And then everything else is pretty succinct. Perfect. So we'll see you guys there. And until the end of the pandemic, I'm Elise Morales. I'm Brian Russell Smith. And this is the Betches Sucks Corona Cast. The Betches Sup Podcast is produced by Amanda Duberman. Our podcast managers are Mike Coscarelli and Sean Kilby. Social media by Amanda Duberman. Artwork by Brittany Levine. The Sup is created by Sammy Fishbein. Be sure to follow us at Betches underscore Sup on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. And send your emails to Sup at Betches.com. Betches.